Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 141, and the fourth episode of the Homecoming Story Arc. Thank you so much to everyone who came out last night to our live tavern night. We had so much fun. We were so glad to see everybody there. Uh, It was... Things like that are just such a blast, and we could not do them without our patrons. Uh, If you missed the show last night, you didn't get a chance to to join us live, you have another chance to listen to it. It's to go over and become a patron at patreon.com slash adventureinc. Join all of the fine folks like Francis, who help make this show uh, grow and do cool things and, and make it possible for us to do stuff like that tavern night. Uh, if you want to see more stuff like that, make sure you head over and become a patron. Make sure you're liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. And don't forget to drop us those five-star reviews on iTunes or whatever service you use. Uh, you guys are the only way people learn about the show, and we really appreciate everything that you guys have done so far. But just keep spreading the word. That's all I've got this week. Let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and wenches, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Keth, the fighter monk. Guys, there's there there are a lot of there's a lot of puppy in this cloak. I'm, I I just I need, needed to say that. <laughs> what? 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 the sorcerer. Genevera, you're sitting there next to Clyde, who just goes, "What the fuck?" I like <laughs> hold up my hand for a high five. <laughs> Gibetto, the rogue. As soon as they see the five of you, their expression hardens. Uh, well, we'll see you later. And Gibetto just turns. <laughs> <to later. laughs> Gillick, the paladin warlock. But, but you're dying again, right? Like, you die, then you get a spirit. And then you're nothing. And then you become nothing. And then you're nothing. That sounds like bullshit. Let's go kill the Death Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Asher, the druid barbarian. Yeah, but I'm asking specifically who, why Jeff is important to Asher. He just, he's just the first name. You know what? <laughs> I don't have to justify this. <laughs> Let us recall what happened when we last left our heroes. What if Obviously, I stay? I don't... What? And you take Clug back. Thank you, Genevera Gillick. I I appreciate it, and I'm really hopeful that I get to see you guys again. You will. Prepare yourselves, for this is the tale of Adventure Incorporated. So let's get started. Uh... After the others leave, uh, you guys head off back to sleep for the night. Um, in the morning, uh, there's sort of a knock on the barn door, uh, and it's it's very bright, like just about dawn. Uh, and uh, it's Clevin. Uh, he says, how would everyone do out here? Oh, hey, Clevin. Um... Hey, so just uh, real quick, just something to tell you. Um, I'm just gonna lay it out. I'll, I'll, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know, because um, obviously there, you just see two of us here. Um, uh, so our, uh, so you know your boy. 
I know of him, yes. Yeah, um, he's actually our friend. Um, he, uh, he founded the adventuring company that we are now in charge of, uh, but he got very sick, uh, so we put him in a robot suit, and now he's dying. So, um, our friends, um, our, our other friends, the other rest of us, took him back to our adventuring place so that they could heal him, and we're here to be your boy! He sort of like uh, steps inside and he like sits down on a bale of hay. Um, he's just kind of like chewing at something in his mouth, like like his lip, chewing at his lip a little bit. He's like, "Okay, oh, okay, we have oh we have money for you um, because they took some of your horses." Hmm. Well. If today goes how I think it's going to go, we probably wouldn't have been uh, able to take care of many of them anyway. So uh, the oh, the money will do us good with uh, what? with what I'm planning. So What are you planning? Well, it was rather fortuitous, I guess, that you guys came the day you did. Uh, the boy was going to load up uh, some carts for me, and we were going to try to take some of the food over to the refugee camp and trade it for entry into the city if we could. Oh my gosh! That's amazing. It's amazing that you're helping people. That's really good. But also, um, my friend Gillick and I actually Hi. kind of wanted to go talk to the king. Yeah. So. I. Any chance you can help us with that? No. Uh, nope. I have I, no idea how you're going to get in to talk to the king. That feels um, unlikely, honestly. But, but if, we're, if we're going into the city, we can all try. Well, you don't have to try. We're going to try to go into the city. Uh, like I said before, the city's been locked down. Nobody really gets in or out. But I'm hoping that... Well, I was planning to sell the boy. Uh, but oh, whatever wait, grain so we can wait. sell, plus the boy, I was hoping we could get enough to maybe sneak our way past some guards, bribe the right people, and, and get where we need to get. Oh, I mean. yikes. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. We are not for sale. No, I. Your people. Why would you be yeah, for sale? Well, right, so right. is so is Clug. The boy. Yeah, he's also a people. Yeah, he's a person. Didn't say much for people. people. No, I know. I told you it's the whole sickness thing and leaky crystals and. Um, yeah. Look, I didn't know I'm he was a people. people. If he was a people, that's a like... different story. But when I met him, no. he was just a thing that responded to your commands. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, uh, I really appreciate. Still... Um. That we came when we did. He was just a magical construct, as far as I could tell. I got I, real lucky. I mean, I, I mean, if is magic just just magic? Wait, what? Uh, that doesn't even register for me. Just a magical construct. It's still it's still alive. Damn it! Well, there's a guy. Uh, there's a, a used to be a wizard who lived down the way. He can use magic, make a rope wiggle. To me, I just thought that's what this was—just a magical, magical moving suit of armor. But if there was a person inside, that's a totally different—I didn't know about that. That's okay. I mean, it's not really we... a person inside, but it's still a, a life. Sure. Well, Point I didn't know is, that. Point is, yeah, that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. Um, just the no. good news is we're here, and um, we have money. Word, it's words per word. Choice. That, 
Yeah, that we can we have money that we can use for bribes. Um, yeah. Do you like magic? Do you think magic is cool? Uh, I, I like know, magic you're... a lot if it loads the uh, wheat up onto the cart so that we can head out today. Yeah, that'll be... I'd really like that magic a lot. Ooh, yeah. actually... And Genevera, like, raises up her hands um, because she wants to use her uh, new spell that she hasn't gotten to use yet, uh, which is telekinesis. So, like, she would be able to pick up a whole thing and put it in the cart. But then she stops herself because that is a huge waste of a huge <laughs> spell. <laughs> she says, um, you know what, actually, uh, mm, I, I, I can do that. Uh, but it makes me very, very tired and I wouldn't, you know, I could do that with a person too. So in case, you know, things get dicey out there and I need to fly an orc far away from us, you know. Well, then maybe you just better uh, get started the old fashioned way and yeah. I'll go get yeah. uh, get things ready for the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. What things go in the cart? Uh, he points to all of the bundles of uh, hay and wheat that they have bundled up like along the inside of the barn. Uh, it looks like probably... A easy 200 bundles of like like big bales of of wheat and hay um he says fill up the cart if you run out of space there's a trailer behind there you can use instead okay and he just leaves <laughs> <laughs> wait okay okay gillick so yeah um this is super lucky we're going into the city hopefully um i've got a lot of money I know we talked about this last night, but like I have a lot of money. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on, tell me more. Like, <laughs> like at least ten times what any of the rest of you have. I don't know oh. how it works. It probably just Clyde probably just paid me more because he likes me the most out of everyone. I'm just hoping that's what the case is. I don't think that's actually true, but um, if we can bribe our way into the city, yeah, then maybe we'll have a chance to go talk to the king. Um, today, do you think we could do that? Do you think we're ready to do that? What, talk to the king right now? I mean, if we can see him, we might All not right, get another chance. I don't All have, right. a, you know, that much money. All we right, really want to convince right, first, him well, that... The first thing we have to do is we have to... All right, we got to go talk to the king. And this is just for, for, for you know, my own... My own sake of sake of making sure we get the things done that need to get done. I want to outline what we what are we going to talk to the king about? What, what like what's our what's our what's our end goal? What's what what do we want to accomplish before? And Gillick takes out his journal and says, "All right, what's our what are we trying to accomplish?" Uh, so Genevera has taken out her journal to read back her list of plan. Okay. Uh, list of plan. Kind of like the list gives of plan. Gillick a smile because they both have their journals and it's fun. Excellent. Um, Okay, so we have to convince uh, King Greywood that he he needs to get the kingdoms back together. King we Greywood. need to convince him that this is a bad idea to split the kingdoms up. Because okay, remember, right I just want to I want to make sure I catch all the notes. King Greywood, okay. uh, kings unite kingdoms. Yep. Okay, that's goal one. That's really that's our only goal with King Greywood. Okay, okay, so goal. King Greywood, unite the kingdoms. All right, why wouldn't he want to unite the kingdoms? Uh, because he just dissolved them. So, um... King Greywood, unite the kingdoms. Yep, right, because um, remember in... Remember in, um... In, uh, in Gorm's memory, mm -hmm. uh, how 
when um, how one of Gorm's purposes was to disband the kingdoms so that they wouldn't, because uh, when he was facing Elatrix, all of the kingdoms banded together to fight Gorm. So he said, okay, we'll break up the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And if we break up the yes. kingdoms, then maybe only Elatrix will have his Carapath army against me and I can beat them. What he didn't count on was um, just Carapath's army having the weapons of uh, Iron Shaper. So okay. we have Iron Shaper's weapons. Right now the kingdoms are disbanded. But if we can convince... And Greywood was one of the um, the biggest, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony. Uh, the Greywood was one of the biggest, uh, like... Uh, supporters of disbanding the kingdoms because he's a kind of a real butt face. Um, he, he, butt at face. the um, at the Council of Kings, where the kingdoms were broken up, and you guys don't have perfect information about this, just sort of the general story that everyone has gotten. He was mm-hmm. the on the fence swing vote. Oh shit! King Greywood was a swing vote, so he's the only one we could potentially convince. Garhand, to, was right? It was Garhand was pushing for it, and okay. Victoria Callis was pushing for it, and they used the Lady of Knives to shift the vote, right. and then uh, uh, Greywood, who was on the fence, leaned toward their side, basically. Right. So we can, because we have, you know, because we're such good friends with Clyde, and he's the king now. Um, we can tell him that Clyde wants to get the kingdoms back together. Uh, so really, it's just King Callus and King Garhand that don't. The rest of them are majority. If we can just convince him, then we'll have all of the kingdoms together with Iron Shaper's weapons, and we will absolutely be able to defeat Gorm. Like, we can totally do it. Yeah, and remember that weapon that Adonan and Iron Shaper are working on? Sure do. That needs all of the kingdoms together, too. So it's like super... Oh, t- super important that all of the kingdoms are united okay all right so and gray would just dissolve them because that's probably something you'd have to talk to him about you guys don't really know him well enough to know why he made that choice so we don't know we don't know why he does he was just like fuck it i'm I'm sick of i'm sick of being united so we're getting rid of it well so i think so i think what gorm did was he did his little sneaky sneaky remember when asher as gorm um went to the king yes. and was like i think king callus um keep going he went to a king and said you don't need everyone else think about your country first uh it's more important blah blah that was Greywood that he went to fuck i can't okay i keep confusing garhand and Greywood and yeah that was okay. Greywood who right. he went to okay um we, all right who could we ask all right who could we ask about why? I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Gray. I don't want to go to King. You know, empty-handed on info. So, uh, who could we ask about why he would dissolve the kingdoms? That's a great question. Maybe we can um, put on our best charm and like ask around at the. If we can even get near the castle, maybe we can ask people near it, like like detectives. I, I like where you're going with this. I feel like. I feel like, yeah, let's do that. You guys, you got some coin on you, right? Yeah. I mean, you do too, right? Did you spend it all on alcohol? Uh, Gillick takes a sip from his flask and and then says, uh, not all of it. Um, I, but I spend a good portion of it on alcohol, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I have so much more money than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
So are you guys going to start loading up the, the carts? Yep. All right. Um, it's hard work uh, being a farmhand. Uh, but you guys manage after a couple of hours uh, to load everything up. And um, <clears throat> Clevin comes back out, uh, helps you, at, you know, after a couple hours, he comes out and helps you with sort of the, the tail end of it, uh, getting everything loaded into uh, place. Uh, and he says, all right, well, I guess uh, our next step is to load up the family and uh, get this show on the road. It's going to be oh. a good week and a half of travel, so... Uh, we should just be prepared for that. Great. Okay, I can't wait to meet your family. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, my wife's gonna be coming out and our and our daughters. Uh, so I'll go and let them know. Uh, that I can't you... wait to meet them. Sure. Uh, I'd yeah, give you. Give... <laughs> go ahead. Give give a good word for me. Tell them I'm super nice. I don't really make a great first impression with people sometimes. So like, if you t- give them a heads up. Yeah, you don't say. Um, if you could, uh, you guys could just get ready. Uh, there's no space in the carriage, and sadly, I don't have enough horses for us all to go. So it's going to be kind of slow going. But uh, uh, you know, I'll I'll just load up and and just keep make sure things don't fall off the back. Okay. Uh, he goes in and uh, gets uh, his family, uh, and out come uh, his wife and daughters. Uh, his wife's name is Meredith. She's an elf. Yeah, she's an elf with like red hair, um, and she's she's very beautiful, um, if not a little plain. Um, and she, uh, you know, she introduces herself. She says, "Oh, it is a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for helping us with this." Uh, sad to see our hand go, but we understand that he is uh, a good friend of yours. Gilk immediately develops a crush on Meredith. <laughs> um, I wish my face right now made noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have a mouth, so I mean, anytime you want. <laughs> Uh, and then the, their two daughters who are half elven, um, they are like, um, young, uh, at least they appear to be young, uh, maybe like 10 and, and 12. Um, and they are, uh, Marin and Sky. M-A-R-E-N. Uh, I had M-E-R-I-N, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Like Meredith, like it's. You know. Oh, and Clevin. Yeah. Clevin. Clevin is human. Clevin is human. Yeah. Uh, they Brangelina'd their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's <laughs> that's what they chose oh to do. God. But then they have oh Sky S K Y E. That's not bad. I don't mind. I don't mind that. Marin's <laughs> fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with Marin. I would be fine if Anthony didn't explain why it was it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Marin and Sky both seem like great kids, but they're not very talkative and they load up into the, into the uh, carriage part, uh, uh, that the hay is loaded in the back of, and then they, um, they strike off and, uh, Clevin just sort of turns from the top, from the front. He says, just keep up. Uh, shouldn't be going too fast anyway. Okay. And you guys begin your journey. Um... Is there anything you want to do uh, 
during sort of so basically you spend a lot of the day walking sometimes things fall off you manage to get them back on you guys like sort of uh stop for food and for rest and to let the horses get some get a break uh every once in a while is there anything you guys want to do during this downtime on your travel to uh mayor glag yes um two things okay first thing um okay so gillick i i didn't i guess i didn't realize the city was this far away this is going to be our only shot so i think we need to make a list of five excellent points on why the kingdom should be reunified just so we can have notes because this is going to be our only chance to talk to to talk to king graywood five excellent Um, points why kingdoms need to be reunited got it so i want to do that list of five things um so one um one honestly friends is the only thing that's coming to my mind so this is really where i need your right, help. friends just stick with friends what's two what's two let's just get yeah, yeah, five I, let's get five <laughs> things and then we'll build off of those five things friends one two give me a second thing uh can you give a thing uh five excellent points why the kingdoms need to be united friends all right friends is important um well one um commerce trade i'm gonna keep yes. i'm gonna keep trade yeah right. that's a good one um what is the benefit of being unified i i don't really know that much about you know the the you know the world <laughs> um uh, uh well um um hmm, hmm, hmm. Five so like it's good that like that the kingdoms are unified because they get yeah. the things that the other countries have uh, yes. Well, I mean, I, you know, any any given any given plot of land can only have so many resources. Uh, so if you know one plot of land has you know two types of resources but needs four to survive, and then one other plot of plot of land has three resources and they need two to survive, you know, two of the other guys, then you know you establish some kind of trade thing, and you know you can. I'm sure there's some kind of game you can build off of that. But anywho, trade is very important. So uh, friends, I like the friends avenue because I like my friends to stay alive a lot. I would rather my friends stay alive than not alive. And when the kingdoms are united, the probability of your friends staying alive goes up. Okay, maybe we close with that one. All right, cool. Okay, so commerce and... Nope, I wrote commerce and friends. Commerce and trade. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like two excellent points wrote, of friends and trade. I did write friends Friends, friends trade. <laughs> That's what friends do. They trade. <laughs> okay, uh, commerce and trade. Um... Uh... uh so I guess pooled resources for armies and um, that is that in the same category as commerce and trade or like that we should put that as own separate one right? I'm sorry, say that again. I, I only heard part of you. Uh, part resources of sharing like military resources. So that's the interesting thing because if we sh- shared all of the military resources, oh, I mean I don't know. Could you do that? That's an interesting question. That one I don't. I don't know if I want to give a direct answer on how we how we should handle that one. That okay, one, I'll put know. a question mark next. I to it. keep military is always a question mark. I like that. I keep that. Keep that. Keep the military question. I don't know. I I, I don't have any experience on that. Okay. Um. So something else. Uh. Should we tell him that there's a really scary evil guy trying to blow up our world and um that reunifying the kingdoms would be the only answer? It kind of feels like the most important point right now. So, so I don't know why it took me until bullet point four to remember that, but um, so, telling the yes. truth is always an option. It's 
crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like telling the truth. I mean, first off, we haven't tell- said anything that wasn't the truth yet. But I like saving that that big one for the end so you can make all these little points of why it's a good idea. And then you go, oh, but this is the actual real reason why we need to do it this way. You know, you can give all the really cool stuff at the beginning and say, yeah, 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 here's some, here's some good sum information. But also, this, this is the really important one. Okay. So I like, I like, I like ending with the, the big one. The actual truth. <laughs> Four, the actual truth. <laughs> Please and thank you. Gorm. Okay. So my second thing that I wanted to to chat with you about, good planning, by the way, high five. Air um, high five. <laughs> that was a Scrubs reference. I wanted to see if, um, if we could look at your journals. I know you've been writing some, you know, crazy symbols and that you can't even understand, but maybe together yeah. we could. I've got some books with me always um i you you always have the best books i I keep meaning to ask you for recommendations but um uh you know i the 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 stuff you've 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 referenced before i've i've always enjoyed cool so do you want to take a look at those see if we can make sense of any of them you want to see i mean i just keep seeing really just kind of you know a handful of symbols kind of keep popping up uh i don't know i don't know What, what have you seen what have you seen so far Anthony, what do I see? So when you, uh, yeah, Gillick, when you look in the book, like I've said before, you know, uh, sometimes the words make sense for a little while, but then they start to like start squiggling and moving and the, and the text is like shifting and changing. Let me drink some more. That might help. (laughs) It doesn't. It makes it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Genevieve, when you look at these uh, writings, they are... It is solid, first of all. Nothing is twisting and squiggling and shifting. But the language in them is something you do not uh, make any sense of. It looks like arbitrary scratchings, like uh, lines going in in strange directions and just sort of... uh, If there is a symbol of... If there's an alphabet of symbols to this, uh, you have no idea what it is. You're not even, even seeing any like regular consistency in it. Uh, as far as you can tell, it looks like he's just, like, scratching lines on the page. Um, this house is bitchin'. This, this is that what it says? This house is bitchin'. That awesome. was a reference to CW's The Flash. Oh. <laughs> I made a reference. Oh. Thank you very much. I'll I'm very happy. myself out. I'm done. This is what I want to try. I want, um, Gillick, you said they make sense to you for a yeah. little bit. Can you... Yeah. Can you read, even if it's just like random, um, random words or phrases that come to mind as you read this, can you say them out loud and I'll write them down? Um, because if you can, if you can, um, uh, like almost translate your paper, then as it starts to get wiggly, I'll have it in hard copy in my journal. Um, so that maybe then we can start building some pieces together on what it actually says. So Gillick, you open uh, one of your journals back to like uh, a, a random page, mm-hmm. um, and you see that uh, you see what you wrote uh, in response to the attack by the undead on Adventure Incorporated. Go ahead and read that. What does it say? So Gillick's journal is not um, uh, necessarily coherent. 
and it's also not necessarily code. It's more just like shapes, symbols, quotes, and notes. Like just like little like just like so for 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 the undead, there would probably be a couple sketches of what the undead looked like. Um, probably just like like and not like great, but like whatever whatever you know um, a ghost and some of the zombies. Um, probably a picture of the phylactery. Um, I and Jennifer, when he's like as he says that as he like points them out to you, he's pointing on the page at a thing that he says is the phylactery but to you it's the same thing just hashes and lines and scribbles all over the page that don't make any that you can't see you it doesn't look like anything to you it's probably like trinkets inside of the journal too there's probably like little like um uh like other scraps of other notes do you think gillick wrote down any sort of like feeling that he was having at the end of that uh encounter um, so when Gillick looks at the pages, uh, like, especially the one of the battlefield, like, and all of us, he sees like, just like a, a red sky and just like ghosts and zombies everywhere. And the feeling is, is ominous. It's, it's, and it's not the, the feeling is not, um, it's not fear. It's not fear that grips him. Um, other it's, it's present. Like fear, fear is acknowledged, but the level, the amount of danger and the, the level of hordes, the, the feeling of the memory is just like, this is, this is just what's happening right now. There is nothing else to do, but this it's like, it's like, all of the feelings are there and it's just like, it's like there is nothing to do now but function. Right. And, and so I think after you sort of let that in for a moment, uh, things start to fuzz and twist and shift again. And, and you've done what you can to sort of explain it to Genevera, but uh, Genevera, you, it, it doesn't make any more sense now than it did before. There's clearly something um, in the way that uh, the Gillick is interacting with this that is outside of uh what what you understand and and even if you ask gillick to write common like any just like uh, the the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog he can read it when he first writes it and then it fuzzes out but it's just scratches to you mhm okay all right well i tried <laughs> I thought there would be some like sneaky secrets in your journal, Gillick. Like not from you, but maybe something from, um, you know, the. Sh- uh, I don't know well, if I'm like allowed to say. No, go ahead. Say, 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 what are the, you saying? The Dark Lord. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> I don't so, know, like if that will call him. I don't have any part of him. Well, I might. I don't know. Gillick. So the Dark Lord, uh, or whatever is Shadow Lord. Oh yeah, that that dude. It's kind of like I don't know. There's shadows everywhere. You don't have to worry about it. You're okay. Just like oh look, there's a shadow. That means there's a Shadow Lord's nearby. You're okay. so scary, Shadow Lord. Look, you're right there. It's a shadow of something. That scares me. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know, is it, you know why? You know why Gilek's not worried of the Shadow Lord? Because you know what you need to make shadows light. Boom. Oh, Roasted. Really? Boom. We're done. <laughs> done. Really sweet. Gilek doesn't give a fuck about the Shadow Lord. He's Gilek was like, give me your give me your power, Shadow Lord. <laughs> No, it doesn't mean that. He's sorry. Gilgit's very sorry. Goes and prays to the shower and hides, hides, prays to the shadows and hides in the dark for twelve uh, hours. Genevera keeps like glancing at her own shadow. I assume it's like midday and we're like walking, and so it's like 
She kind of <laughs> keeps glancing back at it. Uh, now she's terrified of everything that has a shadow. Um, no, 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 it's cool. I like, like, uh, like uh, Jennifer. I'm, I'm, I'm powered by the Shadow Lord. That's powered of my power source. Yeah. It's like it's okay. Shadows, we're cool with shadows. Okay. Nothing wrong with shadows. Okay. I, I'm cool with shadows. I'm working it out with the Shadow Lord. I think. I'm hoping. I'm fingers crossed. Great. Um, okay, so that was kind of, I thought maybe, like, he was hiding secrets in your journal, and that was why I mean, maybe he is, that's the thing, he's a shadow lord, I would say, well, actually, oh my goodness, that's a good idea. So Gillick goes back and opens up his journal and starts flipping through pictures again, and starts looking at the shadow, he's specifically paying attention, and uh, can I, can I make a perception check on this? This is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you work, motherfucker. I'm I'm gonna pay attention to the shadows, as Gillick's specifically looking at the shadows in the journal of, of the pictures he's, of, uh, of, that he's drawn. Uh, uh, eight <laughs> fizzle. Well, hold on. Sure. Because I don't think a perception check is necessary for this. If you are, okay. uh, like actively looking for something that you wouldn't, that you w- weren't, you know, like perception here yeah, is sort of see. useless if you're you know exactly what you're looking at and looking for. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Like I just like I'm looking for like what. How does this relate to to shadow stuff? Like so, like so the at first you you're flipping through of the pictures, um, and before the images fuzz and fade, you're looking for uh, things in the shadows that doesn't really bear fruit. But what you do start to notice is that in the back of each of these images, images where uh, you know, like the the battle with the undead at Adventure Incorporated, images from the uh, other plane of existence, images from inside hmm. the uh, lane lines, things that you've drawn about, like, you know, you guys standing around with Baum uh, at the ley line of uh, evocation, right? Like, all of these random things that you have sort of been a part of, every single one of these images has a representation of the Shadow Lord hidden in it somewhere. Ooh. And you didn't recognize uh, before. Does the Shadow Lord have a symbol? Does does the shadow lord have a symbol? The hair doesn't have a symbol per se. Can I make up a symbol for the shadow lord? You, sure. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. But what I awesome. what you see in these images is that yes. every every time you look, you find like a a dark mass with tentacles on it, hidden somewhere. Maybe it's like a carving in a stone, or it's uh, up like the sun is actually just a uh, the sun has like tentacles coming off of it or whatever. Like oh. you find these mat like things that you overlooked Shadowy every other time. Shadow strands. Yeah, yeah. Every huh. other time you've overlooked them, but now when you know what you're looking for, you see that he is a part of every one of the things you've drawn. After, wow. after. The Mayrifa's memories. The things you did before, he's not present. After that, he's in every single one of After them. After Mayrifa's memories, his 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 mark is everywhere. Yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. So everything before that, Mayrifa's memories, huh? That's Mayrifa's that's memories. when you uh, were Viltroth and yeah. saw him for the first time. So as soon as as soon as I saw the Shadow Lord, that's it. As soon as you see the Shadow Lord, oh, is that oh? Hmm. Gillick. Gillick is going to just pick, get a new, fresh journal page, and draw that picture. Just, just draw a big, just like right in the fucking center of the page. Just the the Shadow Lord symbol, the the skull tentacle, whatever. And Steph, you can see that. Oh, 
okay. It is a dark mass yeah. with this, like uh, eight dark. tentacles coming off of it. Uh, dark m- mass, just like a circle. Or yeah, like a, like a lump, like a like you. It's not spherical necessarily, it's not- but it's a. Uh, oh, just like a like a wa- like a wad of black. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bl- yeah, it's a black wad with eight tentacles coming out of it. Yep. Huh. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, that's something to put a you know put a bookmark in, and maybe. Uh, huh. Maybe we can talk about that. Huh, that's without that that symbol. That's this that symbol. Gillick. Uh, so that's the thing that Gillick sees, and it's only after Mamorf's memories. Yeah, after you guys did the ritual. So Gillick draws okay, and is like, all right, Gillick's gonna keep that. Just Gillick's gonna think about that symbol, just that that eight pointed black star squiggly thing, mass kind of like. He's just gonna think about that symbol, just like a black on like a yellowy parchment, uh, and just and just and just keep that in his thought. He's just gonna keep that one symbol. Okay. Eight pointed black star. Okay. Um. He's gonna keep thinking about it. Just 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 on the back burner in the back of his thoughts at all times. Great. Okay. So you guys travel a few more days um, <clears throat> until you guys reach sort of the outskirts of uh, the Mareglade, the the capital of Bradmont. Um, oh, Gilg just says that. I don't know. Just just says that to himself and just keeps right on walking with you guys. You actually notice that along. So basically, they have set up the walls of the city are there. Around the outside of the walls are just uh, a bunch of refugee camps set up just outside the walls. Beyond that, they've set up like a a second perimeter um, and there are soldiers defending the second perimeter, uh, presumably from orc attacks. And it looks like there have been a few skirmishes here and it's not going great. Uh, The walls of the city are totally intact. That's a great like defense point. But the outer, like, sort of perimeter that they've set up around these refugee camps doesn't look like it's going excellently. And it actually looks like a couple of the refugee camps have actually been uh, leveled, uh, despite oh, sort of these these defenses that they've tried to set up. Um, but there are a few places where the refugee camps are sort of, like, set up to take in uh, new people as they come up. Clevin turns. He says, uh, we'll be going for one of these, uh, here, uh, camps. Our hope is that we can, uh, uh, find a way to, to make our way into the inside of the city once we sell off all this grain. Okay. You know, inside the walls, we should all be safe, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, he, he pulls you guys up to, uh, one of the um to to one of the camps and he sort of like starts he he jumps out and starts talking to someone at the uh, edge here is like a uh, state your business oh i'm here to sell off me grain and uh i've got me family with me and and we're just looking for a place to stay now it, it, it ain't safe out at our place anymore good sir and uh, you like you actually sort of notice that he's like uh playing up his accent a little bit uh it's sort of a rural accent anyway but he's like Sort of hamming it up for this guy. Oh yeah, you know, it, emphasizing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's just not uh, it's not safe out there anymore for us to keep growing all our food and our crops. And uh, but I figured I could come and, and and help out as much as I could with this stuff and and make sure my family gets a bed. 
uh, me, me uh, stable hens as well. The the guard sort of grumbles and he says, "Well, we could use the food. I suppose we can find some place to put you up." Oh, thank you, sir. I very much appreciate it. Oh, oh, bless you. My family's gonna be be mighty happy. May the gods look down uh, favorably upon you. And he hops up into the cart and uh, he sort of nods to you guys and pulls forward into um, like further in um, and sets up uh, and starts like unloading his hay. And he says, you guys go and do what you need to do. See if you can find us a way to get through here. And, um, um, you know, I'll take the money for the horses also, just in case I need to do any sort of deals while I'm here. Okay. Okay. So he takes the money from you. Um, uh, here you go. Here's some cash. He says, "Go. You know, if you guys can find a way in or whatever, then uh, then just let me know, and and we'll go from there." Um. How much money do you think we just gave him? Uh, for the horses, probably sixty gold. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotta keep accurate track of my 300,000 gold pieces. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know if you picked up some, like a gold that should have been split or something, but. 289,938. <laughs> uh, okay, so what? where are you guys gonna go? Who are you gonna go try to talk to? What are you guys gonna try to do to get inside the city from here, from these refugee camps just on the outskirts? I think that we should just walk directly towards the palace as um, casually as possible until someone stops us. So you are on the outside of the wall of Mareglade. So there's a there's a big ass stone wall. Probably. Yeah, then something's gonna stop us real fast. <laughs> Fair enough. My statement stands true. <laughs> um, and I mean, there are there are entrances. And exits to the city the, through yeah. the wall. So you can head toward like one of the, the entrance gates um, yeah. and try and speak to someone there. Okay. Yeah. So you guys uh, make your way to the wall, sort of pushing through the city. This refugee camp is filled with refugees. Uh, it's not uh, the, you know, people surviving. They're getting by and they are surviving and little else. Um in a way, it's a sort of depressing sight, especially when you realize that they are a very thin line away from any attack that comes. Um, there, you know, you hear people talking about how great it must be inside the wall. You hear people talking, you know, cursing the name of uh, King Greywood for for abandoning them, and um, and you see the soldiers that are here on the outside of the wall. It looks like most of them were probably. Uh, patrol guards for the outer reaches of the uh, of the kingdom that have all sort of re that have come here, but even they can't seem to be allowed to get through the wall. Like the, like this is their post out here, and they are resigned to it. Um, they are unhappy. They don't seem say. pleased. No. Uh, they move. You move along the inside of the wall toward the the gate, and you see. Uh, five guards at the gate. These guards are uh, different than the ones you see out here. They're more ornately dressed, um, and they are standing uh, at a clo- with their backs to the closed gate, 
and there are people just swarming them like please please i have to get in here please help me there, there has to be something we can do please won't you help us oh my child is sick but you know there's just everyone's just trying to get in past these guards who are just standing there with their backs to the walls uh stoically okay um Genevera looks at gillick and says let's use our skills Okay, um, <laughs> so she looks uh, at skills, the most skills. important yes. looking guard. He takes a sip from his glasses, from his flask. This is my skill. Genevera <laughs> swats his hand down and says, "No, shh, no, not that. <laughs> Keep it together, Gillick." Um, That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, she's gonna cast uh, Charm Person on the guard she thinks looks, but while she, we're, while they're still far enough away so that if he knew. Like, so if he resists and knows someone cast Charm Person, he doesn't necessarily know who it was. Does that make sense? Like, yes. A- yep. So you cast it on okay. the center guard. Mm-hmm. You see him sort of like snap to attention for a second. He's looking around. He does realize that someone has cast a spell at him. Okay. <laughs> huh. Well... <laughs> Genevera looks at Gillick and says, "Well, I'm out of ideas." <laughs> hmm. Well, well, uh, we could actually try skillfully charming them, I suppose. That's true. Uh, by the way, this guard is a green dragonborn. Oh, the guard is a green dragonborn. Cool. So, if you just think we should just talk to them, I was kind of thinking we could like thin the crowd a little bit. You want to like. Survey My- and scout and stuff. Oh, oh no! I meant like set fire to something over there so that no oh, distract them. Why we're here to talk peaceably? Yeah, but nobody would know that I set the fire. I'm just trying to. There are so many people here. No, wait, no, 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 no. Hang on. And Gillick takes it from his closet. Here, have some of this. No, thank you. All right, that's fine. I'm, and he puts <laughs> it away and says, "I just need to be calm. That's all I need to do. Just be cool. Just be calm. We're just gonna talk to these people. It's gonna be great." Okay. It's all good. I'm gonna. I trust fine. you. All right. So are you gonna step up to him? Yeah. Okay. You say, uh, what's going on? Um, you sort of like push your way through the crowd, and all these people are talking to them, and you say, what's going on? And yeah, yeah. I want. I want to survey the crowd, like to like like describe describe the scene. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. There's probably like there's sure. probably like six hundred people. Uh, so I'm gonna pull out some old. And that Gillick hasn't used in a while because he, you know, um, he's going to pull out his smith's tools. And, and again, I'm, pull, I'm pulling out some old shit. I'm pulling back some old shit because Gillick has a medallion of the um, of the Divine Court. Gillick has a medallion of the Divine Court. Mm-hmm. And what Gillick's going to do is on the back of that medallion, he's going to use his smith's tools and carve the Shadow Lord, so just the symbol, into the back of the medallion. Okay. As it is. Okay. Right. And then he's going to put another carving of it on um, his left gauntlet, just on the back of it. So everyone can see it. It's like, it's like, and again, it's just going to be an outline of the symbol. So everyone can see it, but it's not, it's, it's, so it's, it's like that, it's got a silvery, it's got that silvery kind of etched thing into it. So you can see that that's an etch and it's clearly the Shadow Lord, but it's shiny. Okay. Um, and so, and he's just gonna, and like everyone he talks to, 
Uh, he's going to shake their hand and make sure that he, he clasps it on top and shows the symbol of the Shadow Lord on the top of his left hand. Okay. There are six, 600 refugees trying to mob five guards. Okay, and you said there was a green dragonborn. The guard um, is a green dragonborn, the, ma- the lead guard, the, the, the head guard. The lead guard. Okay, so he's the head guard. He's the guy in the middle. What about the other four? The other four are, uh, there's two humans, an elf, and a dwarf. Okay, uh, and, the, and the refugees are going nuts right now. They're not like, it's not a riot. Uh, they're okay. just like all lined up, like trying to get them to like, they're pleading with them to let them in. It's not, a, they're, they're okay. not a, like a riot level. These people don't look like they could riot. They are, uh, downtrodden. They're, just, they're, 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 uh, riled up. Are they hungry? Do they look hungry? Um, they look like they are hungry, but not starving. Okay, uh, uh, what what seems to be the general... Is there a chant they're saying? Or is it like, no, is it's not like a riot. Like, they're not They're not keyed up. They're, they're just like... Okay, they're just kind of... Just kind of ocu- they're occupying. They're occupying the place. They're hoping that they'll let them in. It, um, and they're hoping that they'll let them it in. It seems let like... Let us in, let us in. It, it seems like from the information you guys Why have gathered around, earlier on, they did let people in. And so... They let a few people in. Yeah. Okay, why did they let those people in? Earlier on, when there were fewer people, they were letting people into the city for protection, but now they say the city is full, and that's why these people aren't allowed in. So the city the city is claiming maximum occupancy. Yeah. Okay. But the, the, the scuttlebutt right. around is that it's, like, still plenty of space in there, and that they don't understand why they can't be let in. That's the scuttlebutt. Well, that's the scuttlebutt among the, the refugees. Correct. Is that what the guards told them? Uh, the, uh, you don't know where that came from. It's just the rumors around the camp. It's hearsay. All right. All right. I am going to cast Detect Thoughts on the the head guard. <clears throat> uh, it's 30 feet. Um, I want to get as close to the area as I can. Uh, to the... Ah, uh, man. I have 600 people. I don't know if I'm going to sneak in. Well, so you can, like, wade deep. into the, the crowd... Oh yeah, that's okay. All right. Uh, so, hmm. I don't know. Genevera. Well, do you do you have any any uh, like message type spells that you can use? Uh, no, I'm pretty much just a gun. <laughs> that's a uh, what? That's fan- <laughs> a cannon. That's cool. I'm pretty much just a shield. <laughs> Great. But, um, uh, so, so, no. Uh, I can tell him a joke and get in his mind that way. Well, my thought was I was going to cast detect thoughts on the head guard, but I'm, I just want to make sure the situation, I, I don't know, I, gets back to me. I want to make sure we accomplish our goals. Yeah. So I think that if you can de- detect thoughts, I think that's a super good idea. Um, and then, since there are all these people around, you can just kind of whisper to me what you found out. I think that'll be, I think we'll be safe. That's why I, that's why, you know, like I uh, cast Charm Person from so far away. We can all kind of blend in. So I'm, I'm just going to, then I'm just going to walk up to the guard. Um, but before, I want to get close enough so that he can't see me and again, cast Detect Thoughts. Sure, then, that's fine. And what's he, what's he thinking about? Um, yeah, so you cast Detect Thoughts on the guard um, and you can see him being like, uh, like in his mind, you feel thoughts of um, sort of duty and service and protection, but then like pangs of uh, remorse and um, uh, empathy for these people. Like he's he's doing his job. He's keeping these people 
out and trying to keep them as safe as he can, but he does feel bad that they can't do more for them. Hmm. Yeah, what, what, I have yes, a question, Anthony. Is there a part of the wall that is um, uh, unprotected? Like at the like top? Like that doesn't have... Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like a section of wall that if, let's say, someone went floating over it, nobody would really notice. So, uh, yes and... Um, it, it looks like that there are many places along the wall that, like where the refugee camps are, that are not, there's no one like at the base of the wall guarding it. Uh, there are patrols that patrol the top of the wall, but you could find times where there were big enough gaps that you could ascend over the wall uh, and then, and, and get in that way. Okay. Hey, Gillick, I have an idea. Come with me. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. So we go oh, to- sorry, Say that again. Sorry. I just said, come with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we go to a part of the wall that is like that, that uh, we have the best, um, you know, lack of visibility. Okay, Gillick, I'm going to turn invisible. When I cl- I'm going to climb up to the top of the wall, and when I get okay. to the top of it, I'm going yep. to telekinesis you up and over the wall, and then I'm going to climb down. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, worst things were if the you know whatever if it goes poorly and we get captured, then they'll probably take us to the dungeon in the castle, and then we can figure out something from there. Perfect. Do you have okay. a skill to help you or or a spell to help you get up and over the wall while you're invisible? Um, my strength. <laughs> <laughs> My climbing ability. Because <laughs> it's like an 80-foot wall. Uh, <laughs> or a 60-foot wall. Probably uh, a 60-foot wall. No, that's not going to work. Uh, uh, let's see. What's the, what's uh, make an investigation um, check for me, Genevera. Okay. And and, and oh, no, Gillick. And Gillick. Both make an investigation. I'm looking for... I'm, can I, I'm investigating my spells at the moment. Hang on. Uh, what, what, sp- what kind of spell do we need? No, let me roll it. Um... 11. Uh, nine. Okay. Um, <laughs> you think it'll work great. <laughs> while you're, like, while you're looking... Oh, no, it was an 11. Sorry, I have a... Because you said it was a perception, right? Okay, uh, yeah, perception. Investigation. 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 Oh. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's plus two. It's an 11. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, with both of you having an 11, you search around, and you do find a ladder that would get you, like, three quarters of the way up. Uh... But yeah, that's like it's a it's like a forty five foot ladder to get you up this sixty foot wall. Okay, I've got uh, good strength. No, I don't. No, you I'll don't. You. I don't know what you think? <laughs> no, I don't. I. <laughs> okay. So, uh, are you enacting this plan? Yeah. Great. You raise the ladder, and it. And, you know, push it up against the wall. There's sort of like a click, click as it hits up there. Gillick's standing by down below. Uh, you cast the invisibility spell on yourself and scramble up the ladder. While you are climbing the ladder, a couple of the refugees come over to Gillick. And they're like, "What? what's going on over here? 
What do you mean? What's going on? What are you looking at? The the human. Here, have some of this. <laughs> I got. Take, Gilk takes a sip from this flask and just hands it to him. Oh yeah, they start sharing your flask around. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Enjoy. Gilk says enjoy that and hopes none of the rest of them talk to him. You've basically completely uh, derailed whatever they were worried about the latter. They've just started like sharing the drink amongst themselves. They're chatting with one another. Um, Genevieve scrambles the rest of the way up the ladder. Uh, Genevieve, you reach the top. You, you've picked a, a time when like a guard has already gone past. You think you've got some op- an opportunity here. You still have like 15 feet to try and scramble up this flat wall. Uh, so go ahead and give me your first strength saving or your first strength check for athletics, actually, to climb. Woo! Uh, athletics, I rolled an 18. Oh, plus zero. So 18. Okay. Ha-ha! Uh, I'm strong! Yeah, you are. Hold on just a sec. Okay. Yeah, you scramble about halfway up the remaining distance that you have. You have about eight feet left to go. Give me another athletics check. Okay, come on. 17. Okay, yeah, you managed to scramble up the rest of the way. You Yeah! Like, you just barely, you feel like... Uh, as you're like trying to get your way up here, uh, you feel your feet slip off the wall just as you manage to snag on with the, your hand and are just hanging there like one-handed uh, before you pull enough strength to get yourself up and roll up onto the edge of the wall where you are now uh, invisible at the top of the wall. Okay. So um, I'm going to crouch down. Like, are there like... Um... Parapets? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because I know that I'm going to go uninvisible as soon as I cast this spell. <laughs> so, my, I just want you to know that the goal is to, oh gosh, I might have. How? It's pronounced Josh. Far but thank you. <laughs> oh, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, boy. How, what's your range on telekinesis? 30, well, 60 feet, and the spell can only move someone 30 feet. So, uh, so if he here's what climbed, I will say. Well, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, we will say that you managed, like, Genevera would know that. Right, right. <laughs> right? She would know the limitations <laughs> of her telekinesis. So she you worked out. so excited. You worked out a she signal. What is the signal you worked out with Gillick for him to climb the ladder? Um, I'm going to take a little rock from the top of the wall and is he watching me or is he with the townsfolk? He's just standing right next to the ladder. No, no, no. Gillick, 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 like, like here, Gillick, Gillick can't watch you. You're invisible. Money on the floor. Right. And and passed around all of the liquor he had and is just hanging out, making sure everything's cool. Great. Uh, so she's going to take a little stone and throw it at his head. Okay. Yeah. It comes. uh, So, so Gillick for you, you're at the base of the wall. Um, down on the on the ground level, you've passed out all of your liquor to all of these people who are uh, enjoying it immensely. Uh, and a little stone pebble uh, clinks against your helmet, uh, which which they, you know is the symbol to climb the ladder. Gillick, Gillick doesn't even look at the. Actually, no. Gillick picks up that pebble 
and puts it in a little pocket in his journal and then starts climbing the ladder. Okay. You climb up the ladder. Uh, you reach the, the, the 45 foot mark. So Genevieve, your spell will now work as intended. Okay. Okay. So she telekinesis him up. And what my goal was, what I wanted it to look like is her to just do this. And he would go up and over like a little sweet like little. A, uh, like an arc? Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So. So on the other side of the wall is the interior of the city. And the city is built right to the edge of the wall. So you actually can Whoa. put him on a roof on the other side of oh, the wall. Perfect. That works amazingly. Okay. There'll be a, there um, will be like a. You know, if you get him the 15 feet up and over, the 10 feet over the wall, and then the five more feet closer to that roof, he's still going to have to drop 20 feet or so, but that's much more doable than 60. (laughs) Okay. All right. I do it. Yeah. So you uh, go ahead and give me the incantation for telekinesis. What do you think the incantation for telekinesis is? Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Okay. So happy right now. Um, <laughs> uh, faith, trust, and dragon dust. <laughs> There's this like wave of energy that washes off of your mind. First of all, it completely breaks. I, I imagine you have you, your 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 utensil is pom poms for that one. <laughs> uh, it breaks the the and illusion spell that you have over you for your invisibility. That fades right. away. Um, and you sort of reach out and it is almost like with your, your mind tenses like a muscle, it flexes and you feel yourself lifting with your brain, uh, Gillick and Gillick all of a sudden, like almost like a hands have reached up underneath your armpits there. You're just like lifted up by, uh, some unseen force. And you just levitate up over, uh, higher and higher over the wall, and then just sort of like drift slowly to the other side of the wall. And then suddenly you drop like a stone, roll a, uh, constitution saving throw for me or okay. a dexterity, your choice. <laughs> just kidding. It's constitution. Uh, either way, I rolled a seven. Okay. Uh, so, so, I uh, that's a constitution is going to be, it's going to be a 10. Okay. So you you land hard on the roof of the building. Not hard enough that you destroy the building, um, but hard enough that you take 15 points of damage. Ow. All right. I'm at 80-something. Genevera, I have have a question for you. Uh, Genevera's like... Puts her finger to her lips. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Puts her finger to her lips. (laughs) Um, Because I'm still on the wall. So now I oh. need to figure out a way to like jump off and over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does ke- does telekinesis thing- let you lift multiple objects? Um, no. It's just like one target. You lift a target. One creature. Yeah. Okay. One creature or object that you can see within range. Okay. Disregard. I mean, I can, so I can change a new I can change my target after a round of combat without having to recast the spell. So does that? Mm. I mean, if you wanted fly? to, you could. I There are. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to let you do it. Disregard. Hell yeah. I want to fly. 
Can you target yourself with telekinesis? That you can see within range. So if it's a multiple turn spell, you didn't have to drop Gillick. You can just lower him down the next round, so to speak. That's that's 30 feet every six seconds. Okay. So we'll, we will step back. You did not lose the damage, the health, Josh. She lowers you down to the roof of the building. Oh, cool. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, great. Um, then I'll do the same thing. I'll move it to myself, and then I will gently marry Poppins down onto the roof. Yeah, okay. And so the spell lasts how long? Um, I, I need to look it up because I didn't write it on my spreadsheet. Okay. I'll look it up too, real quick. Okay. Telekinesis. Fivey. That's telekinesis, Kyle. That's a tenacious D reference. Cool. There you go, Josh. I did it. I did a reference for you. Thank you. I haven't seen. Have I seen tenacious? I've seen tenacious D, but it's been a while. Um, I don't. I don't recognize that one. It's all right. Um. Okay. It's up to up to ten minutes. Up to 10 minutes. So you can just like keep it on also cool. during this process if you want. Perfect. I will do that because I think we should just get to the ground and blend in. Okay. Yeah. So you move to the... So basically, yeah. You uh, you, you lift Gillick up. You pull him off the, the ladder uh, to the other side. You drop him on this roof. You move yourself and float down to the roof. Uh, you guys move to the edge, sort of like peering down into an alleyway, uh, and you lower Gillick down into the, the alleyway, and then lower yourself down into the alleyway. Um, and now you are inside the walls of Bradmont. Uh, Gillick, or of Merglade. how cool was that? That was so cool. I have a question for you. Uh, what, yes. Wh- what is it? Like, when you do that, what does it feel like in your brain when, like, you're, you're lifting something with your brain? How do you, like... Um, so what does that feel? Describe that to me. You know how it feels when you lift up something really heavy with your arms? Uh, yeah, I do. Not, I, that, not that, that I'm do. calling you heavy. That was, gosh, oh gosh, that was sound, that sounded really mean. Um, but no, that's I, I how, didn't even take it that way. Okay. That's how it felt in my brain. Heavy, you know, heavy muscle. Right. That's how it felt in my brain. It felt like I was like lifting you. And then me. How cool was that? <laughs> I mean, that's, you just felt like you were lifting me. That's just that's, that's your, I I don't understand what that means, I just, but it sounds cool. I thought because I you, can feel you lifting me. Like I know you're lifting me, but I'm just like, it's like oh, yeah, yep, cool. <coughs> okay, let's go to cool. the palace. Yeah, let's do that. Neat. Okay, right. um, so <clears throat> the first thing you notice as you sort of make your way through uh, Merglade is that. Uh, it is also filled with refugees. So uh, the the guards weren't wrong. This, it is full in here. Um, there are people crowding the streets. There are people just like, uh, just, just living anywhere that they can squeeze in. Um, the, the, the kingdom is not looking in great shape. Uh, you guys make your way through the, 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 the streets of this city where you've been before um, and make your way toward the palace, um, which is, uh, of course, like the it's built into sort of these wards for all of the noble families. And so you're going to the Greywood ward, um, which is where the palace is. Cool, 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 cool. 
you guys reach the palace and uh, it is being guarded. It is a similar thing to what you noticed on the walls outside. Guards with refugees sort of like uh, filling the, the stairway on their way up. However, here the guards are someone you're a little, are people you're a little more familiar with. Standing guard over the palace is Omen. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Uh, okay, so, Gillick, do you think we should just go up and say hey? Hey. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's say what's up. Gillick pulls out his spare flask from his boot. <laughs> Standing in the center between of everybody... Uh, of the of the team is Carter, the dragonborn who is uh, the leader of Omen. Uh, the the rest of Omen are on either side of him, um, and he's they're just sort of holding people back from entering the palace. Hey, hey, Carter. Genevera. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you remembered. Yep. Yeah, what the hell are you guys doing here? Oh, um, we Hi. came to talk to King Greywood. Hi. Uh, okay. What, you came to talk to King Greywood? Like, yes. does he know you're coming? Uh, no. Okay, well, that's probably not going to happen. Maybe, um, is Kaelith around? We could go chat with him, and then he can get us, like, an audience. Uh, Nix is sort of, Nix sort of growls, um, and Carter, like, looks to her and looks to Quentin. Um, Quentin just sort of shrugs a little bit, um, and Tivin, behind Quentin, like, sort of looks at Carter like, come on. So, Carter sighs, and he's like, okay, you two go fast, but this is going to be a real pain in my ass. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You two run by, and you hear, like, the crowd behind you erupt with anger. Unlike the people outside the walls, these people seem more fed, more... uh, They have higher spirits, um, and they are Mm. pissed. So when you guys run by, they... What? What the hell? You said no one could go in! And all of a sudden, there's sort of this uproar, and you see... Skirm sort of smiles as he uh, prepares to, like, (laughs) deal with this onslaught. But they do, like, have to push people back as they start, like, uh, trying to run toward after you guys where you guys came from. But you guys have made your way up into the palace uh, uh, of Merglade. Nice. Good work. Why is everybody so angry? I don't understand. Uh, Sorry. Why is everybody so angry? I don't don't get it. Why is... is, Uh, what were they yelling about? Do we hear anything? Yeah, they're just yelling about like, let, let us talk to the king. He needs to fix this. Fix this. Fix it now. All right. Yeah. Well, what do they? What do they? What do they want to fix? Well, What's, let's go. Let's go find Caliph. He'll be able to give us a better idea. Yeah, but they're just saying things like, I don't. Anyway, sorry. Good. Uh, so no, you guys head think, into the palace, yeah. um, and you head to where you know, like you know, you are now somewhat familiar with the layout of this palace. Um, and you find Caliph's chambers, which are, the doors are closed, uh, but, you know, you've been here before. Hmm. I knock. Hello? Who is it? 
It is two-fifths of the many pennies, your favorite adventurers. You hear him, like, quickly move across the room and just, he, he opens the door just like a crack and sticks his head out. And he's like, Genevera Gillick? Yeah, that's, hey. that's us. Man, I'm really impressed that everyone remembers our names because honestly, I had a hard time. I don't tell them, but I only remembered Carter's name. I didn't remember anyone else's name in Omen, and I felt really, really bad about it, and I felt worse when they remembered my name. So, whew. Okay. Uh, uh, what, what, what can I do for you? He sort of steps out of his uh, office and shuts the door behind him. Um, we need to talk to King Greywood. Okay, uh, that's... About what? Uh, about getting the kingdoms back together. Oh my god, okay. Uh... No, trust me, like, I know you agree with us, right? Yeah, obviously. So, right. So, um... Let's make it happen. <sighs> it's just the two of you, right? Yes. And you're not, there's no one else, no one's following you, you're not here for anyone, nothing else, you're just here to talk to the king? That's it, yeah. We had some spare time, we were hanging out in Bradmont, so we figured we'd come up here. Uh, spare time? Okay. I'm gonna bring you into my office. don't worry. Okay. But I have to do something first. And he opens the door and steps back inside and shuts it behind is him. There, is there a sock on the door when he closes it behind him? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, a few moments pass and he sticks his head out and he says, okay, you can come in. But remember that whatever you see in here, it is very, very secret. And if you can't deal with that, then don't bother coming in. Okay. Genevera comes in. Okay. Gillick, are you going in? Yeah, uh, Gilk's, uh, Gilk's going in, Gilk's, uh, while all of this is going on, uh, when, uh Gilk's kind of just thinking and journaling a little bit, he's like, kind of just like writing in his journal and okay. pondering a few things while the conversation is going okay. on. Okay, you guys move into his office, standing against the back wall is what appears to be a six-year-old girl. She is staring out the window over Bradmont. Um, the... Uh, Kaolith sort of turns to the two of you and says, uh, okay, come with me, be respectful. He steps forward and he says, your majesty, may I present to you Genevera and Gillick, two adventurers from, uh, Carapath. And King Evian Redridge turns around. <laughs> Hey adventurers, DM Anthony here again. I just want to remind you that there are lots of ways to support the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash adventure inc. Tell your friends about the show. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Links and more can be found at adventureinc.podbean.com. Thanks everyone, we'll see you next week.